0: Welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Romina Betsin from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament, produced at the community radio station 3CR. In today's program, we will hear Bevan Ramsden and Andrew Fullerton discussing the COVID 19 pandemic and how IPAN and the wider peace movement have responded to this crisis. But first, the impact of COVID-19 can already be measured and will be assessed in the future by the huge numbers of people infected, the unacceptable numbers of deaths, the unquestionable damages to the world economy, production, trade, employment and personal income of millions of people. COVID-19 has come into a world overburdened by production and and consumption patterns, especially in highly industrialised countries and among the elites of developing countries that are unsustainable and incompatible with the limited character of natural resources upon which life on the planet depends on. Before the first case was identified, there were 820 million people suffering from hunger worldwide. 2.2 billion people with no access to fresh water, 4.2 billion people without access to safely managed sanitation services and 3 billion lacking basic facilities for hand washing. This is not acceptable when it is known that globally around $6.7 billion are spent on a yearly basis only in advertising while military expenditure amounts to $1.8 trillion that are completely useless in the combat against the COVID-19 threat, which has already taken the lives of tens of thousands of people. The virus does not discriminate. It doesn't distinguish the rich from the poor. However, its devastating effects multiply where people are vulnerable, and are on the lowest incomes. COVID-19 has taken more lives where governmental public health care budgets have been cut. In most developed countries, the death toll is higher among the poor, migrants, and in the specific case of the United States, among African Americans and Latinos. Just to conclude... The international community has to deal with this global threat while the biggest military, economic, technological and communicational power of the world implements a foreign policy that is to provoke and promote conflicts, divisions and racist positions. At times when the worldwide battle against the COVID-19 pandemic requires improving cooperation and the leading role of international organisations, particularly the United Nations and the World Health Organisations, the current US administration attacks multilateralism and disqualifies the established leadership of the World Health Organisation. Here is Bevan and Andrew. Welcome to this
1: edition of Alternative News produced by CICD, the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament, and broadcast at 9.15am every Sunday morning on Melbourne's community radio station 3CR. My name's Andrew, and I have with me Bevan Ramsden from IPAN, the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network. Today we'll discuss the COVID-19 pandemic and how IPAN and the wider peace movement have responded to this dire emergency. Bevan, IPAN recently voiced its concern regarding the planned arrival into Darwin this month of the next rotation of US Marines. IPAN pointed out that if this went ahead, it would directly contravene the government's policy of closing our borders, to guard against the coronavirus. What exactly did IPAN say?
2: The IPAN committee noted that because the United States is rapidly becoming a major hotspot for COVID-19, the annual US marine deployment into Darwin could bring the virus with it. IPAN further noted that although the Australian government had ruled that no foreigners be allowed into Australia it had not specifically included the US Marines in this prohibition and felt that, in order to protect the residents of Darwin, the government should totally rule out US Marines arriving at this time. IPAN published a media release, voicing its concerns as well as contacting the Defence Department and the Minister of Defence by letter, email and phones to urge cancellation of the troop deployment. On March 30th, the Minister of Defence made this announcement. After careful deliberation, the government has decided not to proceed with the 220 Marine marine Rotational Force to Darwin, at this time given ongoing restrictions associated with COVID-19. IPAN feels that its campaigning may have had a hand in bringing about this very necessary and sensible decision and reaffirms that when the pandemic is over, It will continue to campaign for the removal of U.S. troops from Darwin and termination of the force posture agreement with the United States which underpins this deployment.
1: Apart from the U.S. Marines in Darwin, are there any other U.S. military personnel whom IPAN feels should not enter Australia?
2: Indeed there are. IPAN is also campaigning to have the Australian governments specifically ruled out entry to Australia of U.S. personnel destined for Pine Gap, the U.S. satellite spy base near Alice Springs, and the U.S. airmen operating from the RAAF Tyndall Air Base near Catherine in the Northern Territory.
1: United Nations Secretary-General Antonio Guterres made an appeal on March 24th for those nations engaged in warfare to call a ceasefire in order to allow concentration on defeating the global COVID-19 pandemic. Speaking about this threat to our health, he said, That is why today I am calling for an immediate global ceasefire in all corners of the world. How has IPAN responded to this appeal?
2: This appeal by Secretary-General Guterres represents a precious opportunity for global peace to be achieved, even if only for a short time, and it has received a positive response. Russia has agreed to carry out this ceasefire, and the parties to the war in Cameroon have also responded positively, as has Pope Francis. For its part, IPAN has written to Prime Minister Morrison and the Ministers for Defence and Foreign Affairs, urging them to endorse the UN Secretary-General's appeal, ensure that Australian forces end their participation in the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, and stop the involvement of Pine Gap in the US drone warfare program. This could be done by stopping the transmission of targeting information from Pine Gap to the US drone control base at Gritch Air Force Base in Nevada. IPAN believes that all peace groups, trade unions, faith groups and other community organisations should support this call by the United Nations and pressure the government into doing likewise.
1: A worldwide ceasefire, even for a short time, would indeed be a great achievement and one that could possibly be extended after the pandemic is over, if there is goodwill and a mass mobilisation for peace by the world's people. An indication of what is possible has been shown by the inspirational acts of solidarity and compassion which have arisen in response to the pandemic. Cuba has sent a
2: team of 36 doctors, 15 nurses and logistic experts to Italy to help stop the spread of the coronavirus in the Lombardy region. The Russian army has sent medical teams and equipment to help Italy battle COVID-19, a goodwill gesture labelled from Russia with love. China has gifted 1,000 badly needed ventilators to New York, the worst affected region in the United States, and has pledged to share all its information on COVID-19 with the United States, while at the same time calling for an improvement in relations between the two countries as part of a common effort to defeat the virus. Venezuela has also sent medical teams to Italy, despite experiencing great difficulties as a result of ongoing US sanctions.
1: Here in Australia many neighbourhood solidarity and self-help groups have been set up to help people keep connected online and organise mutual support and assistance. These online community solidarity groups include West Side Melbourne Coronavirus, North Side Melbourne Coronavirus, The Kindness Pandemic Network, amongst many others nationwide. A Facebook group named 4103-4104-COVID-19, so named because of the postcode areas it covers, has been set up in Brisbane to organise essential supplies for people who are unable to leave their homes. In South Australia, organisations such as the Anti-Poverty Network Love Your Neighbour South Australia and The Pair Provide social support and supply of scarce items. Migrant organisations have joined with other community groups to provide food and financial support for stood-down migrant workers on temporary visas who are stranded here with no family or government support. (music)
2: On Wednesday, the 1st of April, the United Nations Secretary-General, Antonio Guterres, referring to the global fight against the coronavirus, said sanctions imposed on countries should be waived to ensure access to food, essential supplies and access to COVID-19 tests and medical support. This is the time for solidarity, not exclusion. Taking this lead from the United Nations Secretary-General, IPAN has written to the Minister for Foreign Affairs, saying, as part of the fight against the coronavirus, economic sanctions imposed on Cuba, Venezuela, North Korea and Iran should be lifted so that these countries can obtain the supplies necessary to defeat the virus and save their communities. I think it's vital that peace groups, faith organisations, trade unions and community groups demand that the Australian government shows compassion, supports this call, and urges the US government to end its sanctions regime against Cuba, Venezuela, Iran and North Korea.
1: The International Peace Bureau, founded in 1891, is one of the world's longest established peace federations. Recently, the IPB made an appeal regarding military spending. What did the IPB say and how should organizations like IPAN respond?
2: The IPB has called on world leaders to dramatically reduce military spending in favor of health care and all social and environmental needs. This is a call which IPAN and all peace and faith groups can unreservedly support. IPAN has been campaigning for some time to have the government cut military spending and divert the savings into areas of social need, and the COVID-19 crisis has made this more urgent than ever. IPAN believes that all peace activists, faith organisations, trade unions and other people's organisations should get behind this appeal by the IPB. It's time the government cut the $250 billion, currently earmarked, to be squandered on military hardware such as submarines and the F-35, for example, and spend the money instead on defeating the coronavirus, upgrading our rundown and understaffed public hospitals, providing affordable housing and rectifying the NBN mess amongst any other pressing social needs. After all, this threat to our health is real, whereas the supposed military threat, which the $250 billion has been allocated to meet, is non-existent, and contrived to boost the super-profits of the military-industrial complex.
1: Thanks, Bevan. That brings us to the end of today's CICD Alternative News on Melbourne's Community Radio 3CR. As always, CICD welcomes listeners' comments and suggestions, which can be sent to peacecentre at cicd.org.au.